When I think of a day where I'm hard and horny, I whip up my dick with a grin. But you say I'll suck on your dick tomorrow. Spooge in my eye, but make sure I have my goggles. That'll be fine. I'll chug down your spunk tomorrow. Get your bottom dollar and shove it up your ass. It'll be spry tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll suck ya tomorrow. It's only a mushroom stamp away. Tomorrow. Welcome to our digs. I'm Dan Ryan. <laughs> I'm Steve Diggs. <laughs> oh, well, Steve, it's been a while, but what are we going to dig into today here? I think we have a multitude of topics. Um, multitude. But I, I, I got I to gotta say, I, when you said that you had something to start the uh, <laughs> the show, I was not expecting it to be that long and to go into that much detail. <laughs> I assumed uh, the way you talked about, it, I thought it was only going to be uh, like a like a like a two lines, right? I didn't think it was going to be pretty much a whole song. <laughs> well, you know, I heard they were redoing Annie. Um, producer Will Smith is doing that. So I figure, you know, his daughter is supposed to be playing Annie. As, wait, wait, Will uh, Smith? Will Smith? Will, Will Smith, yeah. Get really? jiggy with it. Okay. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, his daughter, Willow Smith, is supposed to be playing Annie in the new production of Annie. So I figured she could sing that song or something like it. Like, you know, I'll suck on your dick for a crack tomorrow. I think that would go right up her hair while it'll, she's whipping her hair back and forth. And it'll shit. be uh, it's a modern update of yeah, Annie. I, I guess. <laughs> well, um... um I guess real quick... I don't um, know how you can have a modern update of Annie, because it really just doesn't work like that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, uh, I was out of town for uh, about a week, uh-huh. and uh, I went to New York. I did go... I, see, I saw Wicked. Wicked? The uh, the musical about the Wicked The Blowjob show? No, well, they all are. That's what sounds <laughs> <laughs> It was the uh, Wicked Witch of the... What's the one at the end of Wizard of the West? Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. yeah. It's about the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay. And, and why she's wicked. Which okay. you find out, it's like, it's like, it's like a lie. Because the Wizard of Oz is like the most demented, evil bastard in the world. Well, that makes sense. Or in sense. that world, yeah. You know, by the time you get to him in the in the original story of the Wizard of Oz, he's an old man beating off behind a curtain <laughs> with a huge, like, massive sword. head, fake, like, machine thing Do that you he's think controlling. He makes, like, fucks it, dude. I don't know. It's really in the in the in the playing because it's based off a book. Originally, like Wicked's based off a book. Okay. You know, he flies there with a balloon, like, kind of get you know guides and lands in Oz. Like that's how he landed there. That's what he says even in Wizard of Oz. Okay. And he just takes over. He's a dictator. He's a dictator. He basically found the witch, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, and she was just like a person that was green because her mother drank green elixir and her baby came out green. Okay. She was like a mutant. And so they the, found the, out that the, the spells... This is what happens when you do drugs. Yes. It's so kind of like that. Pregnant mothers do not do drugs because your baby will come out and dead or green. You know what? Uh, I'll go ahead and spoil it. Her father ends up being the Wizard of Oz. Okay, so... <laughs> In a pseudo-rape rape scene? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the book is even more demented than the play version, because uh, the Wicked Witch of the West has a fucking... Um, has a sister, and in the play, she's uh, like a paraplegic. Apparently, apparently in the book, she was born with no arms. Oh, that sucks. And that's where the slippers come in. That's what the slippers are about. The fucking slippers from Wizard of Oz, the red slippers in the book, they're originally silver. Silver, yeah. That's what they're. Ba- that's what it's about because the idea was the, the slippers apparently would allow her to walk because she didn't. She couldn't balance without arms, but the slippers would allow her to like magically be able to walk. It's weird. So let, let me get this straight: the Wizard of Oz goes to Oz in a balloon, rapes the Wicked Witch's West mother. <laughs> Pretty much. And enslaves all the people like a the, fucking the, the, Nazi motherfucker. Yes, and he's using um, the Wicked Witch of the West as a scapegoat to uh, unite 
the rest of Oz against one unified thing so they don't fight against each other. He also makes all the animals stop talking. He makes them, like, because they're in that world, they were just normal people. And it basically becomes like a crusade to stop animals from being people. Well, I didn't... Yeah. So what animals, though? I mean... They were, there was, like, any kind of, like... Like, like that's the flying why, like, monkeys? Huh? The flying monkeys? No, they were originally normal monkeys. They tricked her into making them fly. They tricked the Wicked Witch of West to read this book, this passage, that made the monkeys sprout wings, which was crazy in the play. Like, they're there, and all of a sudden, I don't know how they did it. Like, the fucking wings spr- sprouted from this guy. And then they had monkey people, like, flying from the top of the of the theater. It was nuts. Are you sure you weren't on drugs? <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> Take some shroom tea. Drop a couple hits. <laughs> I was in New York. Maybe I accidentally got something. You never know in New York, man. People brush on you. You get all kinds of shit. I did see some uh, some strange people, especially on the subway. Did you see an old woman with the New York Times up her butt? No. I, I, I did see this... I I think he was drunk. It was definitely a hobo with a, this like mutt dog that you could tell wanted to just sit down, but the guy constantly walked with the dog, and the dog probably never sits down. So like you know that concrete is not good for like animals, even humans. Right. And it kept wanting to sit down. He's walking around with a microphone connected around him with a speaker, walking around talking about some kid that got beat to death. And wanted money donated, and he started singing on the subway while the train's going. So it's not like you can walk away. And it's like echoing down the subway train. Wow. And all this is going on. Comic-Con is in New York as well. Okay. Kevin Smith and Kevin uh, Smith was, was there. there. Yeah, did you I, get- did, I didn't get to go. No? Tickets were sold out before the event happened. Yeah. 115,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Second largest comic convention in the U.S. now. Yeah. Behind the big San, San Diego, Diego one. Yeah. They had... They had, they don't have like movie stars, but they still had a lot of the, like a lot more of the comic guys go because it's on the, you know, it's East Coast. That's where Marvel and DC are located, right? New York City. Right. But, uh, you'd see, you saw at people everywhere and you saw like, like, you know, it was kind of funny. You'd be like in a station, like a train station off the subway and there'd be a Joker and Harley Quinn. No shit. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved that just shit. Just the, the most random, like, like you just see like a random cosplay person just on the subway or sitting somewhere. Or walking the street. The funny thing is, in New York, you can tell they're so used to just random things happening, no one batted an eye. Because when I go to the anime convention in Baltimore, all the normal people stop and stare. New York City, no big deal. Yeah. They're, That's they're, what's hilarious. It's just like, they're, they're used to, oh, I'm from New York. I've seen every <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> so yeah. apparently they have when they don't, when only like, the only people I think that batted an eye were like one or two like tourist type people and you could kind of tell. That was it. Everyone else is whatever. See, you know, my woman pissed me off the other day. I got to tell you this story. We were over at Buddy's house, and he had the TV on. And that Persons of Interest show was on, mm-hmm. and at one point, the dude hung the guy upside down off of a balcony for information. And I'm like, "That's what Batman does." She yeah. Goes, See, you find a new show. I go, "Yeah, but he's no Batman. They use all this Big Brother." technological, watch everybody bullshit to get their information. Mm-hmm. Batman wouldn't do that. Right. And she goes, oh, bullshit. Maybe one story where Batman said he was against that. I'm like, the Dark Knight? <laughs> uh, haven't you ever seen the Dark Knight? And yeah, he she hated goes, that. No! I've never seen the Dark Knight. <laughs> this is my woman. Okay. And you're she a Batman has, guy. And I'm a Batman guy. She has to be up on all things Batman, goddammit. And I'm like, my God. You know, I was like, you did not see Keith Ledger's perform the fucking arc of fucking Joker right there. Yeah. He, he, he did a fucking, fin- you know, and I was just going off on her for like an hour. And she was like, well, we have the movie, don't we? And I'm like, Yes! <laughs> Pop it in! <laughs> Shit! But she still hasn't watched it. Um, she's still trying to get through Charmed. And we bought a bunch That's of a long other series. Movies. You know what I found on DVD the other day? Inner Space. Do you remember this movie? Huh. Okay, Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, Meg Ryan. The premise is they shrink down Dennis Quaid and they put him in like this uh, capsule, like spaceship kind of fucking looking thing. Okay. And they shrink down the whole spaceship and him inside it and everything to like this little speck. And he's supposed to go into a bunny. Well, people are trying to get this technology from them to sell it on the black market. 
So they steal the technology. After they shrink him down, the guy's running with the syringe that has Dennis Quaid in it with water, and he pumps <laughs> it in Martin Short's ass. <laughs> oh, my God. And Martin Short doesn't think anything of this, right? He was at the doctor's just before. Oops. And he doesn't, stu- you know, and he's supposed to be a hypochondriac. First flaw of this movie. He's supposed to be a hypochondriac. Somebody sticks a needle in your ass, a strange somebody, yeah. that you don't fucking know. It's the mid-80s, height of fucking AIDS, right? You're going to go right back to the fucking doctor. Yeah. No, what does he do? He goes to work. <laughs> this is hypochondriac. Yeah. So he goes to work. And he's having this recurring dream that this woman with orange hair comes up. He works at a grocery store as an assistant manager. Comes up, and he scattered her shit. And the price of the register is like over $100,000. And she pulls out a gun, and he wakes up. <laughs> well, he sees this woman. And he starts scattering the shit. And Dennis Quaid doesn't know what's going on, you know. And he's inside the guy's body, and he's... uh. Hits a radio wave jammer or some electronic booster. I don't know what the fuck he calls it. Some a microwave electronic booster or something. And he hits this thing and that makes the prices go all wacky. Cause he do, you know he doesn't know where he's at. He thinks he's supposed to be in a rabbit, and he's in this <laughs> fucking guy. And this woman with orange hair standing there, Martin Short's like, wow, you know, holy fuck. And so the price is going nuts. She pulls out the gun. It happens to be a lighter, and he freaks out and, you know, goes back to the doctor. And Dennis Quaid, you know, gets communications hooked up so he could talk with him. And they're in the um, – he's in the doctor's office, and he's like, yes, I, I hear him talking to me. And he's like, you know, tell the doctor I'm in your inner ear. And the doctor shines a light in his ear, and he's like, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm blind. And, you know, Martin Short's like, now he's talking about God. And it's really fucked up because, like, at one point in the movie, you know, they're running around trying to find these chips so they can get Dennis Quaid out of Martin Short and re-enlarge him. That's uh-huh. the whole, you know, premise. So him and Meg Ryan are down locked in the cellar, and he kisses her at one point. And Dennis Quaid flies out of her mouth or his mouth and into hers. And discovers that she's pregnant with his baby, you know, um, Dennis Quaid's baby, because he was supposed to be dating Meg Ryan. Okay. So, wow, this is weird. Yeah, it, it's, it's really fucked up. But then, like, he's in her, uh, down in her uterus, and he's this small. So how long do you think it'll take him to travel up and through, you know, yeah. all this shit? And then suddenly... Um, you know, he, he can't establish communications with her because all of his shit is in Martin Short. You know, he had to, to uh, send this thing into his eye to get visual, like a prong thing in the back of his eye. And he's like, ah, you know, and a thing on his fucking ear drum so he could hear what Martin Short hears and shit. Oh, weird. So, like, you know, when he flies into Meg Ryan, he can't communicate with anybody. So he needs to get back into... Um, Martin Short. So he goes up to her ear, and he starts, you know, jamming with his PA system their song. So hopefully she'll hear it and figure that, oh yeah, he's in me now. Mm-hmm. So we got to get him back over here. And he starts jamming this, and she hears it in her head, and she's like, "That's our song. Why am I hearing our song? Oh, you know." Then she figures it out. But he's in her ear. Just sitting there, because, like, uh, the sound to him is deafening with this PA system going off. He, like, fucking, oh, my God, you know, and he's covering up his ears and shit. So he's not moving any of the controls or anything. In her ear goes, she goes, oh, wait, tucks at me. Here, kiss me again. Kiss her again. And he flies automatically back into Mark. How the fuck did he get from her ear to her mouth without doing anything? Yeah. Okay? Fucking. Gah! And it's kind of a fun little adventure story thing, but there's a lot of holes in it. It's your typical 80s movie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, but we found that on DVD and, like, just picked it up. It was like, when did you last see this on DVD? I'm like, I've never (laughs) seen that on DVD. Grab it. 
for five bucks, at, uh, I saw all three Darkman movies for five dollars. Yeah. Like, wow. The first one was good. After that, it sucked. Yeah. The first one had, you know, Cockman himself, Liam Neeson. Yeah. So, you know, everybody loves Liam Neeson and his big cock. Taken 2? Taken 2. It's been the number one movie for like two weeks in a row. I mean, it, he, seriously, like, I don't know. Have you seen the first Taken? Yeah, I liked it. I, I did too, but it's weird. To, uh, why would they make a why sequel? Why would they make a sequel out of that? Yeah. I think they kidnap his wife this time. Well, they kidnap his wife and his daughter, don't they? Maybe that's what it is. You know, you'll be taken, I'll be taken. That's just going to be his taken. wife, his mother, his, she's going to have a family, grandkid. The, the whole family reunion. Yes. That's you will it. all be taken. He he happened to be out of town. There's a my family brother, reunion. Uh, they hold my hostage. second cousin on my mother's side. <laughs> They're in Europe because every one of them take place in Europe for no reason. Well, and, and that's another thing. It's like, he knows, well, he states at the beginning of the first movie. Europe is a very volatile place, you know, you right. don't know what can happen there, da, da 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 You know, I know you don't, I've been there. So, why would they go back? <laughs> I mean, Especially after the first movie. Right, exactly. Right? Why, would you, why would you leave the fucking states? Yep. I'd be like, you know what? I'm happy in the fucking... I'm staying I'm, I'm not taking here. my chances. Yeah, no shit. I'll okay. go to Canada. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's about it. Let's go to Canada. Fuck that. Yep. Why would you go... That That was the first thought that ran through my head. Why the fuck would you go back to Europe? Oh, I my won't God. Lie. I do want to see it, but it's not the kind of movie I, I would go see, like, in theaters or anything. I'll go get it on DVD. Sounds yeah, like yeah. The first one. Um, I heard, about. though, that Dread was really good. Judge Dread? Yep. Oh, Judge Judd, I'll definitely get. Just I heard. Book. I mean, God, I bought a lecture the other day. I heard like, uh, have you ever? Did you ever read the Judge Dredd comics? No. Any 2000 AD or anything? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he's Judge, Jury, and Executioner, and so he can sentence people uh. and kill them immediately. So apparently, in the book, he blatantly just goes up to people that are doing things wrong and just shoots them in the head. Nice. And they just like splatter and explode. Like he's using like incendiary rounds that when they contact people, they just explode them into pieces. Nice. <laughs> you know. And now that you're talking about dread, I had an idea for like kind of a storyline that I was kind of head bouncing around in my head. But maybe this is like dread in a way that now that you mentioned that. Because the whole premise of my story was all you see is this guy hunting people down and killing them. Mm-hmm. And you see flashbacks of like when they were this age and he knows, knows him from that and this person did him wrong. And the whole time you're thinking it's going on in modern day. Yeah. And then at the end of the story, you, like they do a wide shot and you see the total city in ruins. Like, and he says, you know... I've waited a long time for my revenge. I don't know how I keep finding these people, but I do. For some reason, they lived. They are my playthings. Welcome to hell. <laughs> and, you know, it's after the apocalypse, so this is how he's able to just hunt these people down and just kill them. But you don't really know that. You know, people are grimy for some reason, but you're thinking, because when you see them, they're being chased down by this guy and yeah. killed and tortured and shit. So that's all you see, and then you see the flashback. You don't see what, you know, but the reason why they're grimy and shit is yeah. because they've always been that grimy because they're, for some, and for some reason, all of his enemies lived. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he, for some reason, this guy can hunt them down because, you know, they're, they're there to pay their price now. Because they had to live through all that pain and anguish, and now this guy comes in with the huh. final fucking blow and kills him. I thought that would be a good story, but yeah. Judge kind of covered that then, huh? A little bit. I mean, like, Judge, he's, just, he's governed by the... I forget what it's called. Basically, it's called the Sprawl. It's is a where council, from. right? Yeah, and yeah, well, the Sprawl you, okay. is from, like, the northeast to Atlanta. It's all one city. Okay. And... There's huge apartment complexes that are just like skyscrapers, right. and they hold like millions of people basically. Right. And people start trying to control those instead, you know, like like warlords and gangs and stuff like that. And that's it's so out of hand uh-huh. that that's what is like that. There's the the judges. They go in. They don't have time They're for judge, courts jury, and stuff. And executioner, right? Yep. Now, okay. The only thing I'm ashamed to admit this, but the only thing I really do know about Judge Dredd is the Stallone movie. I like the Stallone movie, though. Okay, you like the Stallone movie. I do. But I, my question is, 
how does that compare to the comics? Maybe not of today, but as of the day it, that that movie it, came out. They were they were not at all similar. Um, for one thing, Judge Dredd never took his helmet off. Okay. Never. Well, I mean, never. Stallone. He's a big exactly. Movie. You gotta see Stallone's um, face. I mean, the books, the books are serious, but they're so over the top. Sometimes they become comical. Yeah. But the, the, like, like the city was always too clean, and like the the Stallone Judge Dredd, and the, the Rob Schneider character. There's no one that's really like that. Mm-hmm. If you remember, like, the, well, yeah, he was I mean, like the goofy guy. Yeah, but you gotta. It's movie formula. And it's also 90s movie formula, right, too. Uh, back then, it was early 90s, so they were just yep. coming out of the 80s. Yeah, you needed that comic relief. Buddy cop know. type kind of Right, thing. kind of thing. I mean, I, I like it for what it is. I think another Stallone movie that came out around the same time that's very underrated that has a very similar plot to that Judge Dredd is Demolition Man. Yeah, that's true. I like Demolition Man. I like Man. Demolition Man, too. Um, I think Wesley Snipes did a pretty good job. Yeah. And, and Sandra Bullock, actually, I can stand her Yep. That. And I like how um, she played like that ditzy cop that liked the 20th century, but yeah, didn't. Kept Dennis Leary? Dennis Leary is that, that underground guy that was like yeah. the re- that, like kind of like resistance Edgar type? Friendly. Taco friendly, yeah. Taco Bell won the fast food wars, and all they gave you was basically a pill. Well, they, like a they taco. were they were dehydrated food. It was all <laughs> dehydrated food. Um, and it was yeah. I remember that. I have that movie. I do love that movie. It's a great. I like that. It's one of my favorite like yeah. science fiction like action films. Yeah, I just it's it, pretty good. It, I mean, it's it's a bit goofy, but I kind of like it for that. Um, I always thought there was some. Do you interesting think we're going things. there? Do you think we're going into that fast? A little, space? a little, because. Because you can track anybody's car now, just yes. like they did in that movie, and they thought that was... Uh, the cryo-freeze? I could see them doing that for prisoners. Freezing prisoners. Well, I don't think we're there yet. No, but there's always but there's, there's scientists that are trying to figure out how to freeze But in people. the way they track people with a chip in their hand, or their eyeball. Um, do you remember when the cars wrecked? This foam shot on the inside of the car? That's already developed. There's already systems that are similar to that, that when you crash a car, I think they use them in like space shuttles and stuff, yeah. that instead of being like the an foam. airbag, it's like a foam, yeah, and it just yeah. completely covers the inside of the capsule, so that you can't really move, you're just kind of like a giant like pillow cushion. Boom, 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 boom. And That'd be cool. I, yeah. I would actually buy a car like that just to wreck it. Just to, yeah. Just to wreck it, just to be like, woohoo, I can take this fucker off a cliff. Well, imagine that material, you could like use that for like, like padding and cushioning and like things like that it always looked like some kind of like cool like impact cushioning like if you were like die like if you were some kind of like person that was like uh skydiving and you go to crash you'd hit and you just like this crap would expand around you that would be cool like you could well i was thinking about that too like you could dive off a fucking a tower like in an emergency situation, yeah. say there's like a fire in a tower, and yep. you could just like put this pack on and jump out and yep, and be covered in all this shit, and you'd be like boing boing yep. boing boing, and then somebody cut well, you out. Speaking of that, did you see the guy that jumped from space or near space, twenty six uh, miles? Yeah. Well, now I um I saw a little bit of footage on this. Uh, I, didn't, I watched it live. You watched part, it live. Okay. I didn't get to watch his descent because it took him, I think, over an hour to get up. Yeah. To where he was at, so it it was live on Discovery. Well, no, he he jumped from upper atmosphere, twenty six miles. It was real close to the where you consider Earth and what you consider space. Like well, that it has to be gravity. somewhere where there's gravity, right? Yeah. So it has to be upper atmosphere because mm-hmm. that's the last break. As soon as you break that, exactly. you're in space, and so, then you just float off, and then you just float <laughs> off, right? So, so he jumped out from the upper atmosphere now. My question is how 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 didn't he burn to death? I I don't know I I don't know that per se, but it's messed up. Like the, all of it was weird. Like they used the world's largest balloon to ever propel a person, and it was it looked like a giant condom. It looked like it was made of like this like a similar thin material. Probably was. it was huge. And then it, it took him in like a capsule that you would just, you know any of the captures you see inside of like a space shuttle. That's what took him up. He wore looked like a thin version of a spacesuit. Is the only way I can really explain it. He he hit 826 miles an hour, which is 125 percent sent the speed of sound. So he he broke the sound barrier. He's the first well, human that, to break the sound barrier. That was the whole point, right? Right. But he went 25 percent over the speed of sound. So now this dude jumped out obviously at oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his his uh, cabin was pressurized because apparently there's a limit. That if uh, they call it the Armstrong limit, based off a scientist that uh, found the limit, that if you're 
Cabin is not pressurized Armstrong, after like one. Neil Armstrong? No, it's another, uh, it's no, another professor. Another Armstrong? Apparently okay. Armstrongs are really good for space. Uh, I guess, yeah. Um, that if you go over that limit, if your cabin's not pressurized, you, you basically you just... explode. Yeah, yeah, like your inside just... Like, it turns the motion, right. like, explodes so, outward. Now, well, how did they do that? I mean, so, see, you had to go from a pressurized cabin... To out. Out into nothing. Pretty much. So, they had to put him in an airlock first? I'm guessing so. Like, the cabin was, was honestly, like, his seat was no bigger than a, co- like, a, like, a recliner, like, shape. And then it was just cap- connected with all kinds of gadgets and junk, and there uh-huh. was a door. <laughs> that was it. I mean, he literally could just open the door and, here I go. And so he dove out of this fucking plane or rocket ship or whatever the, the fuck it was. The little capsule thing, yeah. Goddamn fucking TIE fighter from Star Wars. And pretty much does the goddamn Star Trek, yeah. the new movie Star Trek fucking upper atmosphere dive. Yep. Um, over four minutes in the air. So just okay. free falling for over so four minutes. Now, how did he work the fuck? if he was going that fast... How did he work the slowing down so he didn't break his bones on the jerk up? I know, I know. I mean, I know. I don't know. Did they give him one of those squirrel suits too, so he could be like, no, all the way, the way, like the wings kind of thing? Yeah. No, it was just normal suit, man. He just tucked in. He, I mean, he's done it for years. I mean, obviously, this guy's not right. But but, what I'm saying is, once you get going a certain speed, yeah, and he's up that high, so maybe gravity isn't. As hard, but as soon as you get lower and lower, yep. gravity starts picking up. Yep. And he's picking up speed. Once you start picking up speed like that, how the fuck did he slow himself down? Because regular skydivers, they're not going that fast. Yeah, right. You know, they're going fast, but not going that fast. And you pull the ripcord, and it's a 50 mile an hour jerk up. Yeah. So it's like, boom, you know. Uh, even then, it's like, holy shit, that's kind of like whiplash. Yeah. So it's like, how the fuck did he slow himself down enough so when he pulled that damn ripcord, it didn't break his fucking bones? I, I think that I, 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 I think it was just a special designed, like the I think the parachute itself was designed in a certain way so that when it hit, it wouldn't it cause as much slower. of a reaction. Yeah. Because what I was thinking was maybe he had like a smaller one and then his main one and then another I, emergency one. I can't. One. I, I didn't see too much of when. He I mean, I don't the, know. That's what I'm. Imagining. Yeah. I mean, he, I didn't see too much of when he actually pulled the cord to see what happened. Yeah. But the suit looked really cool, and the fact that it's the suit it was really made by cool. Red Bull. This is done by Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull Stratos is what it was called because they always do kinds of crazy events now. Mm-hmm. It was not government sponsored. Um, well, our government with the space, it's done. It's, it, the guy because that, our economy is so bad, they can't they can't spend any more money on the it. The guy that did it was Austrian. Okay. That Felix Baumgartner, which doesn't sound like an Austrian name to me. No. I would assume Arnold Schwarzenegger would be an Austrian name since he's born in Austria, but not Baumgartner. His first name's Felix. So, Felix. That's somebody, somebody in Europe, because nobody in America would name their kid Felix. <laughs> um, the, the guy Unless that communicated with him, though, was uh, a former NASA guy that held the record before him. Okay. That jumped from like 20 miles uh, but he back in NASA his, in the 60s. So he broke a couple different records. He broke... One, they had to use the largest condom in the world to get him up there. Basically. Uh, two, he broke the sound barrier. Yep, first person. Uh, and speed. Three, so he, be, he broke the speed record for a human, too. He broke the speed record, okay, and he broke the fucking height record. Yes, and I think there was one or two littler ones. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but there was all these, like, little the technical longest descent? Yes, longest uh, airtime. Longest airtime. Yes, and descent, like, all the, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, all these things, like, all these, and apparently they're, they're going to use it for research because, um... The idea is, you know, there's already talk of, like, space travel and, like, mm-hmm. like well, like, Virgin Atlantic's doing the those upper-level space yeah. flights. And what happens if your plane crashes? What do you got? What's the people going to do? That'd be cool if they could bomb out of the plane from upper atmosphere and hit that little shit, not even get the parachute, just get that fucking fluffy shit we were talking about. Yeah, very perfect. Tied together. Boom! <laughs> that's, see, that's the Genius. idea. Yep. Panted. Panted, our, our digs, copyright. Yes, Don't please. try to develop that shit or I'll sue your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we don't know how to do it, we patented it. Patented it. Motherfucker. Patent pending. <laughs> yeah, patent pending. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Uh-huh. Patent pending, our digs. Um, <laughs> all right, well. I, I can't believe how much we've talked without even going through our actual notes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, we better get to one of them. All right. Uh, the Mecca. That is, 
The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Um, everybody loves this story. Uh, done by, now I'm gonna screw up, uh, done by, um, 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 Miller. Frank Miller. Yes, Frank Miller. Uh, came out in 1986, originally. Uh, now, I, I get a lot of shocked looks when I say this, but I am only halfway through the book. (laughs) Um, actually, I'm, I'm to book four. I think it is the last book. Okay. Don't Uh, read... The sequel to Dark Knight Returns. Uh, Dark Knight Strikes Back. Yeah, the, okay. he made a sequel. I saw that book years actually. later, much yeah, years later. Okay, don't. It, it's. I not, mean, I mean, it's not good at all. But I mean, if you're a Batman fan, it. I mean, if you get it, if you get a copy just to read it, it's whatever, right? Yeah. But don't go out of your way to buy it. Let's put it that way. Like, don't put it on your wish list it's, when there's other Batman stories you may not have. I was checking that out. So. Yeah. Um, I was. But they're they're kind of overpriced. DC's books are all overpriced. Yeah. Have you seen how much even their fifty-two hardcovers are? The trades thirty dollars for six issues. I can buy the issues on eBay. Uh, yeah, so much from some for drawing guy the, selling them. So much for drawing the line at two ninety-nine, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, fuck off. But uh, they came out with the most recent anime movie, Part One Part of one. Dark Knight Returns. So this covers. Pretty much, uh, Batman's 60 years old. Yeah. Um, kind of getting up there. And there's a mutant gang in town that wants to take Gotham City. That's and right. Jim Gordon's getting set to retire. He's 70, which I never understood. You know, James Gordon has taken on different things throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Now, Batman usually abstains around 30. Yeah, around right. There. Uh, yeah. Wayne's around 30 in his prime when they tell those stories. Yeah. Jim Gordon, however, appears to be about 50. Now, somehow in this story, Batman kind of catches up to him a little bit mm-hmm. and is about 60, and Jim Gordon is 70, set to retire, see, mandatory retirement that's, at see, that's the weird thing with comics, that since theoretically... The Batman issues from the 60s are technically in the same timeline as the Batman issues up to the new 52. Right. So, you're right. Yeah, people draw them differently. Right. The times change. Batman has better gadgets than he did in the 60s. Yeah. Time doesn't make any sense. So then when someone comes out and says an actual age form, you're like, oh, really? That's what they're supposed to be? Ten years difference? Yeah. It is weird. But this story... um Batman's he and Hall about coming back, kind of like The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, there's a uh, lot of similarities. A lot of similarities from The Dark Knight Rises, but they, they, uh, we discussed The Dark Knight Rises on end in our pilot episode, so if you want to hear that, yeah, uh, download our pilot episode. But um, a lot of similarities uh, between that. and So he's coming back. Uh, he's actually starch drinking a little bit, they reference yep. in the book. And then he, okay, well, first off, let's see, it starts off with a Grand Prix type thing, where they're actually driving through the streets of Gotham City in race cars. Yeah, it was a race, yeah. And Bruce Wayne's driving in one of these cars, and he just purposely wants to wreck the car. Yep. Just because. He kind of just thinks he's done. He just he just wants to die, pretty much. Yeah. And he mentions in in the book he he says that they have the internal monologue, mm-hmm. which I think they could have put in the movie. I don't know why. Yeah, they, they could they could have got away with it, but they didn't put that in there. And uh, he has one of the best lines. It's you know, it would be a good death, but not good enough. And he yep. kind of references that throughout the book. Yeah. Now in the movie they don't reference it at all. No, it just happens, and he wrecks the car, and he escapes. Yeah. So you don't you don't have that <laughs> mindset where uh, he's going in and said, "Well, I'm looking for I'm looking for a way out. I'm looking for a death here." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what are the aspects the book gives you that the movie doesn't, and it puts a very different spin on the movie that the book has. Yeah, I think the the book you know he's speaking out to his mortality. And what he wants to leave behind. Yeah. He's looking to leave something behind. And he feels that he has to clean up Gotham City one more time before he gets taken out. Right. Uh, the movie doesn't display that at all. No. It just says, I have my AAP card, 
whatever, the AARP AARP card, and I want my discount on my fucking dinner, <laughs> but I still want to go out and fight crime and kick some ass. Yeah, I just he just yeah I, I, he started the remorse that he wasn't Batman. Whereas maybe in the book he felt like more like he wanted to die as Batman. <laughs> he wanted did, you to die as, did you ever feel that feeling that he felt like he wanted to die as Batman and not yeah, die as Bruce Wayne? Because he even mentions when the Joker shoots him at one point in mm-hmm. the book. Uh, they haven't even covered this in the movie yet. Yeah, it'll be in part two. Because the the movie only covers. Sh- should we even talk about the book? Because the movie only covers up until he takes. They kind of cardboard penalized it. Or blah, blah, blah. yeah, I can't even talk today. Uh, <laughs> and I'm a little sick too still <laughs> Cartman Penelope Damn it motherfucker <laughs> You know what the fuck I'm trying to say people Anyway uh, Yeah they uh, Set the movie when he's just dealing with the gang the And mutants, that's it yeah. So and the book kind of crosses over Between part one and two of the movie In the book Yeah. Because they couldn't really do the movie in that format Especially if they were going to split it up yeah, because so they didn't want to confuse anybody. They mm-hmm. just want to have one storyline run, and that was it. Uh, so the mutants, uh, these gang of mutants, and nobody says where they come from. Or, or how they got the or way the they, how are. they got there. That, why that one guy's huge, the, the leader guy. Yeah, He's well, like a Bane-type size. He's right. a big guy. And, uh, there's a cool, and I just want to mention one more thing about the second part of the movie that's going to be in. Mm-hmm. Somehow the mutants, after Batman beats the mutant leader, revert back. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right, they do. They, they, <laughs> the, the, how the fuck do they get back from mutants to humans? They, they just, oh, fuck it. You know, we're like, we're, we're good. We'll, we'll take off this fucking makeup now. I mean, yeah. and why did they call themselves mutants if it was just makeup? So, whatever. I mean, he even dolls up Robin, um, a girl. Yeah. And this one, she kind of. And what's really strange to me is this girl just buys a Robin costume. Yeah. And then goes out on a on a ledge, and starts catwalking along the ledge, and you know mentions that oh fuck this is hard, and then all of a sudden boom can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then gets to where Batman is. Yep. Doesn't know how she got there. Doesn't know why she's going there. For some reason, goes out there, finds Batman in the tag. Yeah, out, out there in the middle of nowhere. The out mutants. there in the middle in the dump. Yeah. Right. And starts taking out mutants on the side. Well, Batman's, you know, everything's bouncing off this tag, so they're shooting each other, and he's shooting them with rubber bullets. Which, Batman has a lot of guns in this one. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot more. There, there's a lot of guns, but they're not filled with bullets. Yeah. Grappling hooks and da-da-da. But it's one of the rare times where you see Batman with a gun. Well, so Originally, the- Batman did have a gun. Right. In the first couple of issues and when they did, uh, uh, O'Neill did the uh, Odyssey, they did a couple stories where he had two 9mm on him. See, that was the point, though, because since this is the older Batman, he can't rely on, like, he can rely on his smarts, but he can't rely on, he's not done it for a while, and then also just, he's just an older guy, so now he has to rely on these weapons that he never really used traditionally, because he can't do it. He had a tank! Yeah. It, it, it wasn't a Batmobile. He just... It was a tank. It I was mean, a tank, you know, yeah. It mentioned that Dick Grayson used to call well, it the Batmobile. Also, if you think about it this way, and it makes you think about the, the movies, um, the, the Nolan movies, yeah, maybe he used tough, those man. because, you know, Wayne Industries traditionally did do sell weapons, so it's not like he had time to build... Build bat, it bat, make a lot bat, uh, bat like type like grappling right. hooks and things. It he did, just used whatever he had, and I got to go out there and do it. Right, and it did make a lot more sense. In yeah, no one sense, but so he takes out this whole gang, and he goes out of the tank to take on this bane like monster mutant leader character thing. Gets his ass kicked. Yep. Um, this girl finds him, drags him back into the fucking tank. And then he takes her back to the Batcave, reveals that he's Bruce Wayne. And doesn't and does and is completely happy with letting her see yeah, it. Like real quick. You're trading. But he's so tomorrow. he's so 
he wants to be Batman again. Yeah. I think that's also maybe why she was able to pick up being Robin so quick. That maybe it's the idea that if there's a Batman now, there has to be a Robin in Gotham. So that's why she mysteriously is able, mysteriously is able to be Robin with hardly any with like she's able to flip around and no. it's almost like a Gotham's design so that there has to be this these heroes that help Gotham even when. If Batman's around, there's going to be a Robin almost, is what it felt like. Right, but it, it was really strange. It's just like, you know, again, I'll say it again. Dick Grayson trained for years. I know. <laughs> and years to be Robin and to be Batman eventually. Mm-hmm. And, like, when Batman Inc. came out, it was like, anybody can be Batman now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. if I was Dick Grayson at that point, I'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker. You know how fucking hard I worked to get this fucking Why didn't you ask me first? Yeah, <laughs> but the, I had to fight. Fight fucking Jason Todd for this fucking cow. You piece of shit. And you're just going to come back into Gotham City. Okay, I get you want to be Batman because you are Batman. Yeah. But... I earned the right to be Batman in Gotham City. If you want to go out and do other things across the country, whatever. But why make a Batman in every fucking city? So, I mean, the same kind of thing goes here. Because, like, even when you get into McGinnis and Batman Beyond and things like that. Yes, McGinnis did happen real quick. But they still have episodes where he needs to train. He's not good enough. He needs to train. And Bruce is constantly on his ass. Train, train, train. <coughs> and to let this girl just walk up and he'd be like, oh, hey, come on over. You know, I think it, it's really strange. You know, like Terry had to prove himself. Damian Wayne had to prove himself. Jason Todd had to prove himself at first. Um, Tim Drake. You know, all of them. Everybody in his team. Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to prove that they were up to the challenge right to Bruce before he would let them be on his team yeah and then all of a sudden Bruce goes really far <laughs> do you think do you think it's just this, this version of Bruce Wayne is so he's out of it like slightly crazy i mean he's he's older he's getting he's older he's getting and up there he's slightly suicidal yeah I mean, because he no, he's definitely suicidal. Yeah, at this point. it's true. Maybe he's just delusional. Also, the crazy thing is, is he let that kid get in harm way immediately. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, once she saved him on, you know, put him in the tank after he got his butt kicked by that guy, he he was like, okay, whatever. And it's like, dude, like that's a little yeah, girl yeah. in a city that wasn't really used to crime till recently. Right. It's not like she lived a hard life. It wasn't like she well, lived on the streets. She was just a normal But it was saying girl. since Batman left, the crime has really picked up. It, it started to, but it wasn't until later it was the mutants. Like, I, apparently there was a period from when he retired, which did they ever make a – I haven't read the book in a while. Did they make a reference when he retired? Ten years. years. Ten years. So he's been gone for it, ten years. It was ten years since the last Batman sighting. So – but in the way they make it sound is the mutants weren't – were more of a recent phenomenon, like they've only been around for like a year. Yeah, I don't know. That's what it always seemed like to me, so there was like nine years of peace, almost. Okay. Like relative peace, obviously it's a city. Right. But not like, you know, super gangs and super villains and Joker retired and yeah, all the, other, all the well, other villains. Harvey Dent, Bruce Wayne paid to get Harvey Dent fixed. Fixed, and then all he could see was, yeah, and that was part of the first part I love part that, too. it makes so much sense. <laughs> that to him, he thinks it's a cruel joke. He yeah, they, it's a they, joke they, that they well. fucked up the other half of his face yep. instead of fixing it. That makes sense if you're like if you're so. I mean, you're, if that's your whole life, if you've been this guy where it's one side's burnt and the other side's normal, but you have like two psychotic, like one psychotic personality and a completely normal personality almost. It makes sense from the think that someone's playing a joke, especially when it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent were supposed to be friends. <laughs> I know, but I think once he went to, to once he became Two Face, uh, and then he's like, "I'll fix you." I think he's just like, "There's something up with you now." <laughs> you, what are you doing? What, what's your motive, Batman? Uh, yeah, what's your motive? I think he, that's what he was always afraid of. Now, well, and that's uh, one thing that did also bother me about this. Batman story. Mm-hmm. As soon as 
Batman just drops off. Do you think he told the Joker, hey, I'm, I'm dropping off? Because J- Joker, as soon as Batman dropped off, went into this uh, catatonic state. Maybe it's this. Maybe the last time they saw Batman, you know, like the ten years prior, maybe he captured the Joker, and then the Joker never heard of Batman while he was in prison. Like on the TV, on the news, like like he hears him on the, like when he's on the news, like watching TV. Uh-huh. Maybe he never hears of him again. He's like, oh, I guess there's no and more Batman. And then when he hears it again, he, Batman, darling. Re- no. Starts reverting. Right. Every time he's like twitching, every time he, yeah. he hears him more and more, he's like, oh. Is he is he really coming back? Is he yeah. here now? Uh, maybe now, now I have something to do. Yeah, maybe well, maybe that was the last time. So that, that, that was actually him and Joker. goes to that doctor's argument in the story that Batman creates the psychotic. And in Joker's case, yes, it would. They have make to. that reference in Batman Begins as well. Yeah, at the end when he holds up the Joker card right. and he says about you know you start wearing a suit. Yeah, we yeah, get he, other crazies he, wearing suits. His, uh, we wear armor-piercing bullets. They buy armor-piercing rounds. It's escalation. Yeah. So in the Joker's case, Bruce causes the Joker in a sense. It well, think of every, every other version that make they all, Joker always the Mark Hamill Joker's always kind of reference Batman <coughs> and Joker as being same peas of the po- same pod. Yeah, basically, that if, if one can't exist the without the other, right. the Dark Knight makes that reference as well. You know, I can't. There's going to be no. Jo- I don't I can't kill be, you. Yeah, it's too much fun. Exactly. Yeah. So. Actually, an interesting story. If there was a, like a story in the future where Batman's dead, the Joker's just a normal guy. It's just I'm done. Like, what else do I have to do? Well, right. Dead. Well, like they, they even reference that in the animated series when Sid the Squid supposedly kills him, mm-hmm. and Joker has a funeral, and it almost brings him to tears because yep. Batman is dead, and he doesn't even want to kill him. I think they should just fucking get it over with. <laughs> yeah, that's um, probably it. I, 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 I seriously, because he doesn't want Harley. Fuck, I'd fuck Harley. Yeah, but he—he's not. And she's all over him. Yeah, and she's <laughs> all over the Joker, and he doesn't want to touch Harley, but he—he's obsessed with Batman. He is. So I, I think I think he obsessed. just wants to suck some bat cock. And uh, call it a day, you know. Maybe if he got a little loving from Batman, he's Batman. It'd be over. Yeah, and and I think they do reference in uh, Cacophony, Kevin Smith, that he bottoms from the top. So there you go. He likes it up the ass. So <laughs> hey, shove a battering up your ass and get your jellies. I guess the bat dildo. There it's you got go. The Batman logo on it. <laughs> He's like on his utility belt. <laughs> I could, I could see that. Uh, what? So they had a new voice for for Bruce Wayne and Batman. It was RoboCop. RoboCop. Yes, I think he sounded badass. He sounded pretty good. Now I heard Kevin Smith have this conversation, so I, I felt I wanted to ask you this question: If they did a Dark Knight Returns live action. Who could play the role of Batman? Hmm. It has to be like a bigger guy too, because it can't be like like, like right. any of the versions right. of Batman we've seen like live action. It would have to be like an older. Yep, and he had to be big because that Batman's a big guy. He's portrayed as a bigger guy. Well, okay. So what are you thinking, Stallone? Yeah. Well, that would almost fit the age period and the size. Voice, not really, not but. Too much. Yeah, and, ooh, but his ooh, size. Yeah, exactly. You know. But his size and his age well, would be about right. The first thing that came to Kevin Smith was actually Willis. Okay, I could I could kind of see that. I could kind of see Willis in there. He um, seems a little small to me. Yeah, but I mean, I could come still, on. I could. Yeah, you got you got to give up some things. Now, and somebody else, I I can't. I don't know who he was talking to. I think it might have been Vincent Pereira, but um. I think uh, Vince Perum mentioned actually Michael Keaton coming oh. back and doing Batman again. Dude, now that would be cool. That would be a cool way to throw back to to yeah. older fans and Michael Keaton's getting up there. Yeah. That could work. That could work. That could easily work. I could I could see that too. That would make sense. Um, who would you get as like uh, like Commissioner Gordon would be the other big character you think? Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, that, that would be that a good would be one. Kick ass, wouldn't it? Oh my god, yeah, it would be this like grizzled, hard veteran that's you know yeah. a week from retirement. 
used to talk about Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. And talking about the cigar and the spit. Yep. Coughing up he the has that stuff. gritty old... He has it. I mean, dude, Clint Eastwood. Easily. I mean, that's that's it. all you got to say. Clint Eastwood and uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton or Bruce Willis. Either one is... is uh, I, I, I would rather have Michael Keaton in there. I do, too. I would, too. Well, then factor. again, it'd also be easier to film since we heard a lot about yeah, Bruce Willis. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Get back in the Batmobile, Bruce. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not getting back I'm in the tank. You filmed that one already. Badass motherfucker. <laughs> <sighs> I, you know, there has been talk of them doing a Dark Knight Returns movie. Really? But, you know, they're going to reboot Batman again already. Yeah, I don't I know. know if we you need You know it. what I think they should really do? Um, and too bad Keith Ledger's not around to do it. They should actually just do a Joker movie. Oh, that could be really like cool. The, either the Killing Joke or there's a book actually called The Joker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever read it. I've never read it, but I know what you're talking uh, about. A guy goes and picks him up from prison, and it's Batman makes a very quick appearance. Not even really referenced in the story, but it really takes you into how sick Joker can be and how twisted this guy actually is because it's not about crime. It's yep. not about money. It's just about having fun and, doing and that's whatever the, the Dark Knight style Heath Ledger Joker, right? Whereas I just want you know some people just want to see the world burn, basically. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, like simple things. That would, um, you know. Speaking of the the Nolan movies, when you mentioned uh, Persons of Interest, that TV show, yeah, do you know that's done by one of the Nolans? Is it? It's done by the not Jonathan. Or not Christopher, it's Jonathan. Jonathan's the one that writes a lot of the Batman, the movie scripts for him. Yeah. He, he's the one that is, like, producing uh, Persons of Interest. After watching that one episode, I, uh, it, it's a cross between two movies for me. Um, if you've ever seen Eagle Eye. Okay. Uh, and, uh, well, Enemy of the State, actually. Oh, okay. You the, did the, mention about the one. Big Brother type the thing. The Big that Brother type Enemy thing. Enemy of the State's all about that. Yeah, so, um... You know, it's it's crossed between those two movies. It's like we're going to use this to hu- this technology to hunt you down, and uh, th- th- there was one other one in there uh, that I couldn't that I can't really think of right now. I don't know. Cold's getting to me. But anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, I didn't really I I don't like that show just for that premise. It's very scary to me to have this fascism going on in this country. I know England has it. A lot of the cameras everywhere and things like that. We have a lot of cameras and here. we have a lot of cameras here, which is really starting to scare me. If you think about it. it yeah, it, really, it really does scare me. Um, just because people don't really realize that their rights are going completely out the window until they're gone. And But anyway, how, how long we got? I think, I think we're just about done. We're just about yeah, done with this just one? Just about. All right. um, any other Batman uh, well, when is, when is part two coming out? Do you know? Winter. Winter. Of next year. Of next year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those bastards. If you watch the... That those whole... re- so, wait. When you say winter of next year, could it be January of next year? Could it be in a couple months? Oh, I never thought about that. Right, I, like I think when they say months? winter 2013, I think they actually mean, like, November of next year. Really? Yeah. I, from what I, I looked it up, too. I went and, like, tried to find, like, a well, list of what the next... Because that's when... They're doing more. The thing is, they're doing animated shows between that. This is like the big special, and that's why it's two parts. They're still doing Flashpoint, and I think there's a Superman one coming out, which will probably be right around when the Superman movie comes right, out. Right, and that's coming out December of 2013. But when they say winter of 2013, I'm hoping they mean January or February. <laughs> Maybe we can get lucky. If you look on, if you look at like some of the unofficial things, they listed as coming out like the third. The, like, like there's three more movies that they have listed so far officially, uh-huh. and the third one is Dark Knight Returns Part Two. There's like a Superman, and then um, Flash Flashpoint is supposed. Flashpoint would be good. I, I'm wait. I can't wait for that one. Um, they don't have a lot of good stories with the Flash, do they? I mean, Flashpoint's mm, one not, of them. Not one, not ones that normal people would try. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they tried to pick stories that, like, not like you're a Batman fan, right? So you've not read a lot. I don't. Read Flash. No. So they're trying well, to make stories people at least. read Flash. Exactly. Like, That's why they're trying. He just runs. Yeah. And you know, if you know the DC universe, yes, he's faster than Superman. Right. He is faster than Superman, and he runs so fast that sometimes he can rip a hole through time. Yeah. If he goes fast enough. 
And we or his arch nemesis can do that, that too, right. which is uh, reverse flash, which is what causes Flashpoint. Right. So, but we talked about this. Uh, they had a Justice, Justice League animated series. Yep. Where it was called Flashpoint, and at the end, he was um, Lex Luthor builds his big fucking exoskeleton robot motherfucking thing, and nobody can take him out. And Flash just fucking runs by him and rips off an arm. Yeah. And then runs all the way around the world and rips off a leg and runs all the way around yep. the world. And he does it so fast he rips a fabric through time. And you get to see the first shades of the Flashpoint comic. Then they came out with the comic two years back, right? By now? Yeah, two about years two years. Back. Yeah. And then now they're coming out with the Flashpoint movie. So it, I think it was all based off of Bruce Tim. Bruce well, Tim has had a big effect in comics. You know, I don't, ever I don't, know, a I don't comic. know who wrote Flashpoint. Maybe he was one of the writers for Paul it. Paul Dini, probably. Um, I think, and I think Jim hand. Lee might have had some creative input, too, because he's now the, like, the head of DC, he was the one that like kind of what happened to Dan Dildo? Dan Dildo? 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He took the bat Dildo, didn't he? A lot of those guys were at Comic Con for four DCs because of all the you know the DC oh, yeah. stuff that's going on. Um, but uh, real quick, um, I, I mentioned at Comic Con they had an Avengers panel. Okay. Like a Marvel movie panel, I guess is what I should say. Right. Like Joss Whedon was there, you know, director of the Avengers, and pretty much like the the creative like guy for like all the Marvel movies right now. Um, they brought on Agent Coulson, the actor. Okay. And they said that he's going to appear in the Shield TV series they're doing. How? And they, they, they didn't him. say, but they said it's going to make sense. I don't think. I don't think. I think it's going to be like flashbacks, yeah. or or maybe like. It takes Probably place in the future, like takes place in the modern Avengers time, and then like that maybe they're reading like old journals of Agent Coulson. He narrates them, and like they show flashbacks of him investigating things back maybe. ten years ago, and then them now trying to find like follow up on it. Uh-huh. I don't know, but they said it's going to make sense. He's still going to be in the universe. It's just going to flush it out more. Right. They didn't well, really say much about it. DC uh, kick real quick, real quick, because uh, neither one of us have seen the show. Green Arrow. Yeah. They came out with a new show called Arrow. Right. Um, now, I was a big Smallville fan, and they had the Green Arrow in that, kind of just my dismay, because it almost would have made a better fit to have Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. almost in that role, instead of Ollie Queen. But, alright, they're coming out with this new series, and I figured they would just do the spinoff, because that's what it is. It's a spinoff. That's what it looks like to me, yeah, yeah. So why wouldn't they have the same actor play the Green Arrow? Was it a contract issue? What, he just didn't want to do it no I, more? I, from what I can tell, it's in the light of Smallville, but it's not based off the Green Arrow from Smallville. See, that's stupid. I know. I because know. you built up a whole audience, and a lot of those audience members that watch that show don't read comic books. I know. Well, you so know, it's the, like having the spinoff of Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. The same two characters. Boom. Joni loves Cheers and Frasier. Cheers and Frasier. Yeah, same difference. You gotta have that same character in there. And if you don't have the same perf- the same person playing that character, it doesn't work. We because the audience does not see the we'll, relation. We'll get back with this. We'll definitely get to have to watch an episode. Uh, yeah, two. we're gonna have. I, to. I just I don't know how long it's gonna, it, it just started. It just started uh, a week or two ago. Okay, so I, mean, I don't know how many episodes they've even aired. One or two. One it, or two. It, it, yeah, because most TV shows were just started within like the last week or two. Uh huh. I I don't know how many. Um, when I was in New York, they had posters for it everywhere. Right. And it looks but what, like the, when is it on? I don't even know the day. See, cause, that's but that's because it's on the stupid CW network. Right, and, and they they're terrible. Shit around, and it's just and they it's, did that with Smallville for a while. And yeah, just on Friday nights, and it's and the, I don't know, and I don't know about here, but in Cleveland, um. They had it on Friday nights for some reason. I think it was on Fridays for a while. Here. Now, it used to be on Thursdays for a while, right. too. Right, and when you watch the DVD discs, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, Thursdays, 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 Smallville, and it's like, it's on Fridays. Well, here's the um, reason. CW or WB, when it used to be on WB before yeah. the CW and um, – or before WB and UPN merged. Yeah. They're not like normal affiliates. You know, like NBC, obviously, there's affiliates in every city. Yeah. They are too for like CW and all that, but they give them more leeway so they can change what nights and stuff are on. And plus, a lot of times they get preempted for local sporting events, 
concerts, like all this stupid stuff. Yeah, I and, don't know. And they never promote very well, so no. then you get lost when you're trying to figure out when something's on. Right. And I hate but that. But it's like Friday nights is almost a show killer, so that's that's what kind of... They figured out for Smallville, though, that it actually worked, because a lot of worked. people that watched it sat at home on Friday nights, apparently. <laughs> all the geeks. I think so. That'd be me. Alright, well, with that note, uh, I think we had a pretty good DC talk here. We, we crossed a few things off the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's uh, more to come, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, for uh, our digs, I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Steve Diggs. See you later. Bye.